Hello and welcome to Let's Get Psyched, a program that explores the controversial and challenging issues from a psychological and psychiatric perspective, as well as the implications for clinical practice. I'm your host, psychologist Dr. Aaron Parks of UCR's Counseling and Psychological Services. I'm joined by my co-host, child and adolescent psychiatry fellow, Dr. Tosha Yamaguchi. Hi, Tosha. Hi, Dr. Parks. Second year psychiatry resident at UCR, Dr. Joshua Poole. Hi, Joshua. How you doing, Dr. Parks? And second year psychiatry resident, our special uh, co-host, Dr. Saloni Singh. Hi, Saloni. Hi, Dr. Parks. Thank you. Saloni is a uh, is a completed her education and uh, her undergraduate education at the University of Texas, and she's now at UC Riverside. So great that you can join us again, Dr. Uh, Dr. Singh. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, we're going to do we're going to start a recurring uh, uh, kind of kind of segment on our show where we'll compare apps, mental health apps. Um, and also talk about um, something called misophonia and maybe touch on ASMR. Um, but I, I, I first want to kind of talk about just New Year's resolutions. Have you ever done a New Year's resolution? Have you ever actually changed a habit um, and, used, and used New Year's resolutions as, as, as your opportunity to do that? Has anyone... Has anyone, has anyone changed a habit? I'll just, I'll just start, because you know, we're, we're in the business of changing habits and asking people to change really deeply held habits. So I feel like if we don't, do you have any cred? <laughs> cred? If, you, if, you've never, if you've never actually done it yourself, how could? What's your habit cred? Yeah, have you ever changed <laughs> a, deeply, a deeply held practice habit to something yes. different? Okay, what, what is All yours? The time. Josh, what is yours? All the time. Yeah, I don't know. Tell, tell me what your uh, magic is. My mom always told me that you could like break or make a habit in 14 days or something like that. Have you guys heard of this? 21 days. Is, is it 21 days? That's what I heard, yeah. So basically, if you just remind yourself like every day for the better part of a month. Is it at the beginning of the day or just all throughout the day? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, what is the habit? Oh, um, my gosh. Now that I'm on the spot, I can't think of it because I've done like four yeah. or five. <laughs> Okay. I I use okay. Here's one. Okay. I used to talk out loud a lot to myself, like processing stuff. Oh. Okay. And I was. Would like, you oh, refer to yourself is... in the third person? No. Oh. But I would pretend like I was, you know, talking to somebody so that I could flesh out ideas, kind of like doing a an imagined argument in my head. But anyway, I figured that was freaking people out, so I stopped doing it out loud. Because you remind yourself for 21 days. No, I just every time I did it, I was like, nope. Don't do that. Nope. Don't mm. do that. You just kind of, and then eventually the habit got recircuited, I guess. Well, that's good. So. Does anyone, Tosha, have you ever changed a habit? Um, the only one I can think of was when I was in college and I wanted to start exercising. So I told myself that I would start walking um, and or jogging in five minute increments, like gradually building. So I literally would walk out, like walk on my door, jog for five minutes out and then five minutes back and then the next day like or the next week or something then 10 minutes out 10 minutes back and, and so forth and you've held it ever since no <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound that sounds less like a habit change than a habit uh start and then stop but i mean i i had it going on all through medical school so that's like eight years no i uh, that's kudos kudos to that because when i used to i college used medical school college and medical school i used to be in sports but then when i started graduate school yes all, all exercising stopped yeah. so at the the day after i I went through my dissertation and, and, and they signed the, the papers the day after I started exercising. 
just the day after and haven't stopped. But yes, all through graduate school, I just... I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I was. I was thinking about though. I would think about. I had. I had to visually image, imagine myself exercising for years through graduate school to get to that point, though. So I felt that took a lot of effort to finally set that up. So does anyone have, Saloni? Do you have any um, New Year's resolutions? Have you ever done it? Yeah, I think I make re- New Year's res- resolutions almost every year, but. Honestly, I can't remember any of them. <laughs> so that um, means you didn't fall through on them? Or? I mean, I I or think maybe, I did for oh, some okay. of them. But, you know, it, I mean, the one example, and I don't know if this was in the new year, but I used to bite my nails a lot. And I still do. <laughs> but um, what I did was, in order to avoid that, I started to get my nails done. I, used, I, I started to get manicures, which are, you know, expensive. <laughs> so, And you also don't want to bite a painted nail. That's kind of gross. Um, you just so, invested money in them. Yeah, I invested money. look really money. nice. And yeah, I mean, I don't do it anymore, but it helped me break the habit at least how bad it That's was start. before. Yeah. yeah. I just want to comment. That's beautiful. You don't want to bite a painted nail. I feel like there's a lot of depth to that. That's that, that's the title that's of your like new a book. Thing, right? That sounds like a like it has a Slow, lot of meaning. Slowly sing. You don't want to bite a painted nail. Ha- habit changer. Yeah. Habit changer. That, that, that's your. You wouldn't bite the, a painted the, the Saloni nail. method. You wouldn't yeah. download a car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Antivirus. You wouldn't download a house. If if I could, though, I would. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, let's move then to our our new segment, and we hopefully it will be a recurring segment, which is comparing apps. Um, and I, one of two of the biggest meditation apps, Calm and Headspace. Now we tried these apps. We all tried these apps, and I I told everyone to try them, and they have a free trial periods. So I've tried. I, I trust that you tried them. So Calm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm telling you I have faith in you all. I'm telling, I'm telling you I have, I have faith in you all. Uh, Calm costs $13 a month, $60 a year, or $400 for a lifetime. Headspace, $70 a year, or $13 a month. Calm has a seven-day trial period. Headspace, 14 days. Actually, that for me, I'm just going to say, for me, that made it much easier to give Headspace a good um, workout You know, as far as looking at all the features. Um, but I just, I just want to go around. So, so who wants to start off with what they thought about Calm versus Headspace? Saloni? I can start. Um, actually, the, I, I, I had already discovered Headspace pretty recently, like in the past month. But the pricing was important to me too and how long I could try it for because seven days is really not a long time. 14 days was better for the Headspace trial and also Headspace didn't ask for my payment information up front, whereas Calm did. So now I have like I've set an alarm on my phone to cancel my 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 calm subscription because I'm going to get charged seventy dollars if it's I don't. The calm. Yeah, yeah, kind of. You know, it's actually creating some anxiety. But um, I really I I think they both have their merits. They're very similar as far as I can see. They have a ton of different guided meditations. They have themes. Um, I think calm has more like landscapes they have like um and sound real photos yeah real pho- sounds, photos of um sounds. like natu- nature nature yeah yeah and it, you know I, I opened it immediately and there was like some soothing some soothing music playing and there's like picture of a mountain and i was like wow that's that's different headspace is way more basic than that was there any picture of a fire burning 
and what? meditation for a five <laughs> Not we, that I saw, I, but... I for actually forgot that we are in the home of Dr. Joshua Poole. Thank you, Joshua, for allowing us in your home. Of course. And and, and we can enjoy your, the fire in the fireplace. And um, some again, we're, we're still enjoying your wassail, which is great. And I thank you for I'm the brandy you that you put like in it. there. Yeah. I, the brandy cooks out. You're okay. The brandy cooked out, so we're okay. <laughs> I'm we, If we slur our speech, then we'll, we'll, we'll blame it on Joshua. Um but yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I felt I, the the look of calm. Yeah, there's a lot of nature. It's hard to argue with that. Headspace had a lot of pastel colors and a lot of cartoon figures and things like that. Um, but you know, I feel like I yeah. Sorry, speaking to that point you you just made, I actually really liked the design of Headspace better than the design of Calm. I thought it was like uh, less clutter. Um, and very simple. Yeah, very simple. I also and really like that guy's voice. Yeah, and the very cartoons calming. are just like kind of reminiscent of a simpler time, right? <laughs> I don't know. Am I reading too much into that? That puts you in the right headspace, right? I, I take it. <laughs> now that now the voice is that. <laughs> but a boom. Uh, now that was that was the voice Andy Pudicombe? Was it the English guy? Because. Oh, Andy Pudicombe is a, a, he's the guy that the founder of Headspace and he's like a ordained Buddhist monk, right? So I, he is English. Definitely. Yes. He's English. Yes. And it's What's cool about Headspace too, is you can choose between a male and or a female voice for a lot of the meditations. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I was speaking to what Tosha was saying about how um, like, you know, the cartoons and how it's a little bit almost more childish. I, I didn't mind that, you know, cause it, uh, it was, it's really all about if you look at the app, it's all their courses, you know, it's education. You're teaching yourself different things, um, self-esteem, uh, you know, touching in with your, or, uh, checking in with your body, things like that. So it's kind of interesting cause it's reminiscent of school and learning things, you know, the very basics. And, you know, so I feel like the cartoons sort of work with that. I kind of like headspace did have a section for students. Handling distractions, leaving home, overwhelmed. I think they have it for prep. kids too. They have like a yeah, kids they have a thing for kids. Well. Yeah, no, I, I, it was hard for me. I can't really say what the quality of the meditations really because I don't feel I gave Calm a good enough uh, trial. Because you're right, I, I stopped after exactly seven days. I also did the phone. <laughs> don't remind me to stop it. Right, Joshua. Full disclosure, uh, did not get Calm. I did not. Okay, so you big fail. Big fail. Big listeners. failure on my part. However, it didn't listen to the, me. <laughs> the lopsided information I can give you is that I I did Headspace for like six months in the past. Mm. So I like had a full on subscription, and then there was like a two month period where I was doing it every day, um, and it really helped me get to a certain point of like, okay, I can basically do uh, like entry, very very basic level meditation. However, after that, like this was towards the end of medical school. When I started residency, I kind of lost the habit. So it was like on and off trying to like de um, get back into it. And it was a very good program, but I found that I couldn't tap back into it in the same way. Like life just got too busy and I, I couldn't figure out a way to give myself the 10 minutes, you know? Maybe that would speak to using a strategy of alternating between apps maybe if you tried calm is you know though. with a different for seven days <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to make up, up a lot emails. of different emails right, right. That's, that's there's a website where they can generate emails for you and then they'll that's i know it's a lot of work but yeah. yeah you know i mean but you know headspace you could alter the the length of the time of the meditations three five ten minutes so right 
you know that and i i felt like um calm had more celebrities did i i, I kind of felt yeah for example they had lebron james and um J- no calm had lebron james because he did it on sleep and then Headspace had the sports part too, where they interviewed a bunch of athletes. I did like that, but they had Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. So if you compare, you can't compare LeBron James to Kyle Kuzma. Ooh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I mean, but no, you know what I, I appreciate for um, Headspace? I feel I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some kudos, uh, Tosha. I agree with you because Headspace I feel was more slanted towards sports performance. Yes, and, and Andy Pudicombe actually started out in sports science before he became a Buddhist monk. So, so yeah, no, and they had I, I I like how they had two female pro basketball players giving talks on it. I I, I thought that was great, also. Um, and also speaking about diversity uh, featured in the apps, I felt Calm had a lot of pictures of like uh, minorities, and, and I liked that. I think I like that a lot, especially for uh, recruiting patients to try out the app. I felt Calm was um, had bedtime stories. Okay. <laughs> it was it was a lot more for sleep. I felt, but yeah. I felt like if you're a hardcore meditator, I think maybe Headspace. I think um, would it had a lot of stuff for sleep. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah it had I a lot of for sleep as well. And I think I don't know if they had it this in Calm, but for Headspace, you had categories like you could have walking meditations, meditations while you're exercising, meditations while you're driving. Not quite a meditation, obviously, because you don't want to be meditating when you're on the road. But but you know something you like could, you know like a low grade activity. You could like meditate a low grade like, meditation. Yeah. But I was also going to say something to what Joshua said earlier where he couldn't find, you know, life got busy. He couldn't find the 10 minutes anymore. There's like this saying that um, everyone should meditate 10 minutes a day. And if you don't have time to meditate 10 minutes a day, you should be meditating an hour a day because your life is so hectic that you need more. That does it. It's not that I didn't have time. It's that I didn't make time. Yes. Deprioritized yeah. it. You know, I but also, I like that saying a lot. I also want to say the app, both apps had like a reminder thing you could set up too. That was nice. Okay. Are we ready to call it? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to vote for Headspace. Me too. Headspace. <laughs> Josh, Josh, can you, I? You, 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 you can, you can give your vote, but it's or you're already outvoted. But go ahead, whatever. The person that didn't, you only did headspace, right? Okay, uh, headspace. That's okay. <laughs> that was hard. That was hard. You had to think about. It. Um, but I'm going to also say about different options. So Spotify has. Uh, different segments on meditation. YouTube, of course, has a lot of mindfulness. But for UCR students, there's something that was just started recently, Tau Mobile, Therapy Assistance Online. UCR students, you can go to the path, that's one word, thepath.taoconnect.org, and you can register and you can get free mindfulness, meditation. Um, there's all kinds of uh, recorded sessions. There's a lot of stuff on that, so I feel like that's free, and that might be your better option, UCR students. So if you are just joining us, you're uh, listening to Let's Get Psyched. We are in the home of Dr. Joshua Poole. Thank you, Joshua, for allowing us in your home. We're, we're in front of the yeah. fireplace, and we're enjoying this in this very cold evening. We're enjoying your this, this, this beautiful home that you have in this fire. Thank you guys for coming. And the uh, wassail. I, I really <laughs> wish yeah. listeners could hear this crackling fireplace. It's so nice. That was the intent of, that was what of we're going for. recording here. I mean, maybe um, so our bad guys. But maybe Elliot can like overlay some recording. I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay. want to get the mic too close to the heat. That's probably 
Is that he says it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'll just turn up the volume on speaking, the speaking 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 of sound. Oh, okay. beautiful yes. segue. Thank you for that segue. Or is it segue? Um I have two <laughs> clients that have misophonia. Okay, so now what is misophonia? Well, it's the, it's a physiological, emotional reaction to hearing certain sounds. Usually, there uh, has to do with oral functioning, like chewing, swallowing, um, smacking, crunching. But it can be things like sniffling. It could be other types of sounds, um, like like a typing, um, um, tapping, that kind of thing. But um, it, typically, the reactions are um, anger, irritation, and even visual imagery of violence. One of my clients, they have visual images of doing severe, extreme violence to the people that are that are. Ha- Yes, they're making this noise. So, have have any of you run into this misophonia? I'm I'm seeing a lot of head shaking. I I, I don't know about the extreme violence thing, but my (laughs) sounds sounds hardcore. It could be anxiety. It could be frustration. Yeah, that's true. So, my fiance has this thing where she has just this guttural disdain for the sound of ice in cups paper cups versus glass cups versus well, i'm glad cups. we don't have any eyes like the yeah no like that's a nice around. sound I, th- I, I feel like I, I like that sound i don't know what it is i like to relax to that i've sound. tried to pry deeper and to figure out like what's the psychological energy i i don't think there is i think it just came out of the cosmos de novo and she just hates it now it's interesting that um, there's not a lot of fear reactions associated with this. It's mostly disgust and anger. Does that right. seem to fit? It's revulsion. Yeah, yeah. Frustration. So um, now, as yeah. far as the um, the treatment, I mean, they used to treat this with white noise generators, like behind the ear. You know, the, similar to things. You know, when you're stuttering. Wait. So you're just supposed to replace the the unpleasant sound with just white noise. Yes. For forever. At all times, like, just... I didn't say it was a foolproof method, Tosha. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's definitely a Band-Aid, not a cure. It's definitely something that if you were at a party, it would, it would be hard to explain, right? Um, <laughs> you have to ask people to repeat themselves, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm no, but it, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm wondering, Dr. Parks, if any of this has like an overlap with autism spectrum? Because people on the spectrum get annoyed, enraged by things that are, you know, innocuous that are everywhere especially sense yeah it's always sensory stimuli a lot of times i'm sure it can be sound and i wonder if there's some overlap there i wouldn't be surprised i my the two clients i'm thinking right now i don't recognize a lot of um autism spectrum stuff i wouldn't be surprised you're right they have that the people with autism they have that really particular focus thing mm-hmm. Right. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I didn't see it in the, the things that I um, looked on and preparing for this show. Um, but it, what, is this interesting? That I, What I did find is that the reaction is much, much stronger if friends or family do it than strangers. Does that, that, does that add to anything? So, so basically, Joshua, you are really annoying to your fiance. Is it because <laughs> that was friend? completely independent of the sound thing? Is it because <laughs> I'm a very annoying person? Is it because friends and family are expected to know about this distaste? So it's like, why are you doing this to me? You know, yeah, I don't true. like it. That don't is do that. part of it. Yeah, I I don't know. That is part of it. Yes. I actively avoid it, though, knowing that she doesn't like it. Just yeah, yeah. It, and but you if know, you accidentally slip into it, you it probably would rage. 
I don't know. <laughs> you had never done it. You never done so it. You've broken that habit. She's a very Good. peaceful person. But, um. Yeah, no, I, it, it, there, it, it, not to say that strangers making this sound, typically you'll get like a um, seated, seated behind you, like at a theater or in a classroom where they're making that sound. Um, there is There are a lot of cognitions, negative cognitions that are associated with this, such as things like, well, that person doesn't care and they, they know that it's causing problems and, and I've, uh, uh, they, they can see that I'm really close, but they just, they're just doing it anyway. And, or they'll, they'll assume that um, family members don't care enough to, to try to, you know, make these, these kind of accommodations for them. So there is some, there's a cognitive component. It's not just the, the sensory stimulation. Yeah, I actually just remembered that my best friend also, um, he cannot stand the sound of people crunching. It's like when he's at work. It doesn't matter if they're like chewing or something. The sound of chewing while he's working, I guess, just sends him over the edge. Now, it, it does tend to generalize and get worse. Really? Yes. And Is this the same as like, I don't like when people talk during movies? Is that the same? Hmm. That doesn't? That doesn't? Because, I mean, but that's because it's interfering with your experience of the movie and you're, you know, it's distracting. Whereas this, I mean, I guess this is also distracting, but this is something that most of us can tune out. Whereas they're honing in on it, right? Well, it does. To other people versus talking in a movie is acceptable to like no one. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> um, <laughs> to- Some people like Dr. to talk during Dr. movies. Dr. Yamaguchi. In a movie theater. You're going to tell me that you, oh, you're you okay with people oh, talking in a movie this theater. Is, I will die on this hill. This is like my total, like I did my hard line in the my sand. I will right not what? tolerate talking during movies at home, oh, in theaters, nowhere. That's nowhere. What I'm it just the same full submersion. So what do you do? What do you do when you hear people talking? I have yelled before. You fly into a rage. <gasps> I am not even kidding. Theater, like there was I was at a movie theater and it's one of those ones where they serve f- food and like give you wine and stuff and there was a right. couple like cackle bats or whatever they were sitting next to me. <laughs> they were old people and they were drinking Listeners, wine. Please look that up. And then giving nonstop commentary on this movie and I was like, "Hey, stop talking or I'm going to call somebody." Because it's yeah. like this, you're Threaten ruining them. my submersion. Yes. Now I have to tell, I can't, I, I really can't talk because that happened to me. And, and so I, I, I also did that. I said, stop talking. Stop. I didn't know where it was coming from. I didn't really know it was coming. It was coming. I just, you just yeah, spoke into yeah, I just, the ether. I spoke into the ether. I just said, stop <laughs> talking. It was right at the end too. It was Little Miss Sunshine. You, we all know that, right? And the, it was, the only time I've ever like snapped at people is talking so during movies. It's visceral for you. You the remember only time. the movie. I do. It was right at the end. I was watching You fights. know that movie? That movie was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways. Years ago. It was years ago. No, I feel terrible about it now, though. I feel a lot of guilt and shame. Thank you. <laughs> but I, but I, I feel this is a, 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 a nice cathartic experience. I think I'm in the minority because I'm a, I'm a talker during movies. But I would never. Oh, no, but I would Stop. Never, Talking. Stop talking. No, yes, yes, exactly. I I'm not rude. I wouldn't talk in a movie theater when people oh. are paying for the movie. I'm talking about in my own home when I'm streaming a movie. Note with to my self: fiance. never go to Saloni's to see a movie. Yeah, okay, so like when I want people to watch a movie that I really like, I'll have a watching party. But there are very explicit instructions before we watch the movie. It was like there will be a break at this point so that you can go to the bathroom and we can get food. But like there is no. Do, do you have no to sign talking. a contract? <laughs> I I've actually okay. Do you want the wassail with brandy or without? Okay, you gotta make your mind right now. Okay, if you have questions, hold them to the end. I have like <laughs> my fiance is gonna kill me. I have like paused the TV when we're doing stuff, and I'll look. I'll just look right at her. I was Whoa. like, uh, is there something That's, you want to talk about? Oh. Man. And she's like, 
are you serious right now? You better bet. You better have a really big I screen and a nice surround sound person. system. Like I'm a, I tend to be very very polite, but when this one topic, I just, I can't do it. You're gonna be one a case study like, in putting on lotion, and I threw the lotion bottle. I was like, whoa, get out of whoa, here with that. Whoa, whoa. It was comical at the time. But now I'm counting it. It sounds bad. See, and I, she, I can tell you don't laughed. feel guilt about this either. <laughs> I feel terrible guilt for what I did. I paused the TV and I looked at her. I grabbed the lotion. And I tossed it behind me, and she. <laughs> We, we laughed. It, okay. it ended up being fine. But All right. All right. Well, um, does, it, does it surprise you that according to a 2014 study of undergraduates, undergraduate psychology students, 20%, 20% had misophonia? Does that surprise Not at all. I just don't believe it. Well, I, you don't believe in science. I don't believe that. That's, that's all about not believe in science, people. <laughs> polls can be done. Polls can be carried out in very different ways. I don't know who that, how that works. Woo. Woo and colleagues. You're saying, you're saying woo and colleagues. Woo at all. We, woo at all. I don't know woo. Or his colleagues. Or her colleagues. Woo. Where, if you're out there, I believe you. I believe in science. Just saying. Um, that is really true. I mean, if there's really 20% of people that have this. huge. These, um, you know reactions of rage and violence i mean could that explain why there's so much well they violence? don't they don't well no they don't give in to the violence okay you know what i would believe i would believe if 20 percent of college students have asmr because that on what is asmr I, explain. I know what it is but you have to explain it okay you bring up topics and i explain them <laughs> you, you <first>. okay um <laughs> People, ASMR, it's a big thing on YouTube. There's there's people out there that get this tingly sensation, this physiological tingly sensation from different sounds. Typically, it's things like whispering or softly spoken things. Or, but it could be people just talking about their collection of of of, of, of items that they they and then talking about it and um or, or doing something intricate like um, um putting together something or unpacking something or painting something and people really get this tingly sensation just watching and listening to it and hearing it. Just based off how many YouTube videos there are on like ASM, ASMR based, I would believe that number for ASMR rather than misophonia. I've never heard of misophonia. Do you, uh, but do you realize there is a connection between ASMR and misophonia? There's a higher uh, percentage of people that, that have both. So comorbidity? Yes. Okay. I mean, that makes sense because it seems like one is positive association with, you know, um, I guess a random sound of something. Okay, one now, is negative, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but now this this could this could actually facilitate treatment. So, what is the treatment for misophonia? What is your what is everyone's speculation? Does anyone know? Because because it, it it sounds kind of like anxiety. Reassociate. Yeah. yeah. It that would have been my guess, but apparently, according to the research, exposure therapy does not work. Exposure therapy, listeners, is when you rep you start small with the sound, but you gradually increase it, and you tell so you tolerate greater and greater levels. But there's that treatment has not worked. Or what if you could start with a sound that's similar to it and then build up to the sound. It still has gradual exposure. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. But, well, that, that that doesn't seem to have worked. He says the science says no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Again, science. <laughs> science. Drat. Drat. Look, this is what has tended to work. Um, people have uh, um, become more assertive in talking about their needs. They've been able to focus on other things like background noise. There's also in the literature counter conditioning where you have a pleasant experience, then you have the misophonia sound, and then you have a pleasant experience again. So if you had this pleasant ASMR experience, and then you had the misophonia experience, and another ASMR, it seems like that would work, wouldn't it? Like sandwiching? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that that, that has worked with PTSD too, where they've where they, and so for example, the, the, there's one case in the literature where the people, this person had um, was really into music and that gave her a really nice feeling. So they would play this music, her favorite music, and then they'd have the misophonia, and then they played the nice music again, and they but they did build it up. They was so it was somewhat of a of a gradual exposure, but it was it was sandwiched, so it was counter conditioning, classified as counter conditioning. That did that did tend to work, but it also tend to work um, distraction, like thinking about um, a background noise. Or, um, or doing cognitive reframing, such as this person is not doing it to annoy me. This person is just kind of misguided and forgetful, and it's it's okay. And, and that kind of cognitive inter intervention does also work. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, just in case that you all have a client with misophonia, don't use medication on this person. <laughs> I think you you use therapy or call call a psychologist that knows about mis <laughs> misophonia, psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but okay Drat. <laughs> all right has, has anyone had, had anyone with asmr or or, or uh, they, 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 now that's called a brain orgasm also that's also been called no, a brain he, orgasm he was adamant that it was not sexual well what well I, I don't share anything more than what was but, but i'm not gonna ask you but 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 there have been there's kind of been silly well i shouldn't say silly i'm not gonna say silly but it's it seems like you have these just people doing these just normal everyday sounds and making like huge amounts of money there's there's a someone on 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 youtube that is just shaking a water bottle half a regular water bottle half full of water just shaking it and he's got like over a hundred thousand hits and he's made huge amounts of money i think he compared it to like if you have an itch and you scratch it like that's sad satisfaction it's not sexual just like satisfying does he did he go to sleep with it did it help him sleep or anything or he just liked to listen to it every once in a while for kicks just once in a while yeah it seems seems harmless okay so that does it for us for this edition of let's get psyched thank you joshua for allowing us in your home of course. Uh, for this episode we've been talking thank you again we really appreciate it thank you for the wassail and thank you for the brandy that you put in that burned off though that boiled off that's at least that's what you tell I'm me I'm told it all burns <laughs> off um, on this on this episode we talked about we reviewed Calm and Headspace we talked about misophonia and ASMR um, thank you to our co-host Dr. Toshi Yamaguchi Dr. Saloni Singh thank you for joining us um, as a special co-host thank you for having me and thank you Dr. Joshua Poole also Special thanks to our producer, Elliot Fong. I've been your host, psychologist, Dr. Aaron Parks. If you want to have comments or questions or suggestions, you can write to us at getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. That's getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. Tune in next week for another edition of Let's Get Psyched.